What's up? This is Joe from Dead, and you're listening to Thunder Underground. Welcome to episode 334 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent here as always. It's Halloween week, and every, at least the last few Halloweens, we always tried to have a guest that kind of somehow related, even if not directly, at least a band that had imagery or something. We've had Alan Robert from Life of Agony, because he's got his adult coloring book series that's based around horror. On for a Halloween episode, we had Kenny Hickey from Typo Negative one year. This year, we've got Joe Cotella. I say we. Those previous ones were we. But now it's just me, so. This year, I've got Joe Cotella from Dead joining me. Dead is a fairly new band. They're on their second album. Their first album came out about four years ago. And they've made a pretty good name for themselves in the the hard rock and metal world over that time period. Talk more about that here in a few minutes before we get into this episode with Joe. But before we do, I need to let you know who we're sponsored by, and that would be Sunset Tattoo. Tattoo shop based in Tulsa, Oklahoma in the Midtown area. Their tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed, and most importantly, they're mother approved. Give Jake a call or send him a message to set up a time to talk about what work you'd like to have done. You can check out a ton of the previous work. 25 plus years of experience on their socials. Instagram and Facebook are both Sunset Tattoo Tulsa. I've had a tattoo done by Jake. I'm very happy with it. And I know several other people that have as well. So get on there and check his work out and get a hold of him and let him know you heard about him here. We've also got MedFarm, a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma at 24683 East Highway 51. They're right off the highway. They have a drive through making it convenient for you. If you place your order ahead of time, you can whip right through there and get that and not even have to slow down, probably. You can get on Leafly.com, check out their entire selection, and go inside and check out their entire selection. They've got a huge selection. They're always running specials on their socials. Facebook is MedFarm, that's P-H-A-R-M. Instagram is MedFarmOK, and their website is MedFarmOK.com. If you mention Thunder Underground, they'll give you 10% off your first order. And most importantly... They are cannabis with a cause because 30% of their proceeds, 100% of the time, go to build no-kill animal shelters. So get over there, support a great cause, get the products you need, and also mention Thunder Underground to get your discount. We've also got Hell Hot Hot Sauce, a hot sauce company based out of the San Francisco Bay Area. They make small batch artisan hot sauces. They do a lot of collaborations with metal artists. They've got one with... Florida Frank from Hatebreed called Florida Frank's Florida Heat. One with Ghoul called Brain Jerk. One with Techno Destructo, founding member of Gore called Garlic Death Grip. They've got ones coming in the future from Zetra of Exodus and Death Angel as well. So when we get a hold of those and try them out, we'll let you know about them. But in the meantime, get on their website, hellahothotsauce.com. You can see the entire selection there. You can also purchase and they'll ship to you. Or if you're on the West Coast, there are a lot of stores out there. So hit them up and... Tell them you heard about them here. Finally, we've got DEB Concerts, a promoter based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who brings tons of great shows to this area. They brought in bands like Saxon, Buckcherry, Last in Line, Bisto Blanco, Striper, Warrant, Snoop Dogg, a long list that keeps getting longer. They also book the Roadhouse stage at Rocklahoma. This year they brought in John Five 
and Stephen Piercy of Rat and Puddle of Mud. They've got a lot of great shows coming. They've got announcements coming soon, so hit them up at dbconcerts.com for up-to-date information and ticket info. And also, we'll let you know here as soon as new announcements are made as well. So huge thank you to DB Concerts. The subject at hand this week is Joe Catella from Dead. But before we do that, I would like to play some music because throughout the history of this podcast, we've been going six and a half years now. We've played a ton of music throughout the years, but we've also kind of got away from it this year. You know, I've been in and out, working out of town, had less episodes this year. So we've had less episodes than included music when we have had episodes. You don't need that explanation, but so this is the first song that I think I've played in quite a few episodes and Dirty Rotten put out a new track here a couple months ago. I figure it's high time we get it on here. So check this song out. It's called Fever. Like the madness in the 50s on the reef Cooking eggs upon my 
was Fever from Dirty Rotten. Great track right there. I love the chorus on that thing. Huge sounding song. And the great thing about Dirty Rotten is we played a couple of their tracks in the past. And Dusty from Dirty Rotten has been on this podcast before. Last year. Probably about a year, year and a half ago at this point. Talking about everything he's got going on with the Dirty Rotten Studios as well as Dirty Rotten, the musical act that he puts all this stuff together and he produces, writes, records it all. Brings in special guests. The female vocalist you heard on there was Melissa Fox, who I've known for quite a while and seen her live many, many times. Excellent vocalist. And I'm saying that out loud. I should probably get her on here sometime. She's never been on this podcast. Dirty Rotten. Check him out. Hit that link in the description on wherever you're listening to this at. Give them a follow on all their socials. Check out their previous music as well. Dirty Rotten's always dropping new tracks, and like I said, they're a wide range of styles, so it's always good to hear new stuff from Dirty Rotten. All right, Joe Cotella of Dead was on this podcast right about a year ago. Episode 289. On that episode, we talked a lot about previous album, the EP they had put out that summer in the pandemic. And he talked about the fact that they had a new album coming in at that point. They had this album ready, I'm pretty sure. Because, you know, the three tracks on the EP were kind of a taster for the album to come. And they, a lot of bands, as you know, set on albums and put them out this year or closer to when they were touring. You know, we just talked to Kevin Martin from Candlebox a couple episodes ago. They did the same thing. They had their album done even before the pandemic started and then pushed it off till just a few weeks ago. And Dead kind of did the same thing. They had this album done quite a while back and they pushed it off until about a little under two weeks ago. I believe it was October 15th they released their second album, School of Thought, right before they headed out on this tour that they're on right now within this moment and Blackville Brides. So this tour is a a good lengthy tour, so if it's coming to your area, you know, pull up the dates, check it out. Three great rock bands, hard rock bands, heavy metal bands, whatever you want to call them, touring the country together. We talk a little bit about that here in this episode. But this new album, School of Thought, from Dud, is a great album. I listened to it a few times before I talked to Joe. Really dig what they're doing. He talks about it here coming up, how there's a lot of different styles on this album. They kind of branch out a bit. They've already got a, their third album in the works, so I'll be excited to see where this band heads in the future. But they've got a great sound, and I don't expect them to to disappear anytime soon. So if you're not familiar with Dead, if this is your introduction, I'm happy to be the person doing it. If you pulled this up because you're a fan of Dead, I appreciate you listening as well. Like I said, Joe's been on here before, so check that one out. But in the meantime, let's jump into this. And hear what Joe has to say. Here's Joe Cotella of Dead. School of Thoughts been out about a week now. Like, what is what has the response been like so far from fans and critics and everything? 
killer so far everything i'm seeing um i haven't gone onto youtube yet that's usually a rough place for uh <laughs> you know for comments but uh everything's been really killer so far man i'm i'm uh i'm very happy you know um you know with with the way people have been responding to it because you know you put out you put yourself into something and you put it out there you know as you know and it's uh yeah it's killer man it's been really good you guys put the ep out last year so right you'd kind of set on this for quite a while like what's that is that kind of frustrating what's that feeling like setting on music for so long whenever you know you've got it ready and you want the world to hear it yeah it was terrible uh <laughs> <laughs> we put out you know a couple songs and then and then uh you know a song here or there you know came out throughout the pandemic just knowing you know we can't wait for the album until we can till we're touring you know uh we had to have that momentum of a tour you know to really give it a, you know a real release and um we didn't want to just kind of throw it into the abyss and, and hope something happened with it. So uh, it was difficult, man. It, you know, it was hard. And, I, you know, I, I've said it before. It's like, you know, fans say it sucks waiting for music, but it sucks to have music that you made and not being able to give it to people, you know, because that's yeah. really its purpose is to be shared and, and you know, and, 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 and given to people. So it was rough, dude. There was really some hard times. I wanted to just, you know, I had some moments where I had my finger on the, you know, on the button to, to just post something. And then I didn't do it. You know, I had to walk myself off the ledge, you know, but, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, so no, it was, it was difficult, but it's so cool to have it out now. And, and all that's in retrospect now it's all in the past. So. So once, once 2021 hit and, you know, touring started happening a little slowly, but surely, and we're getting back there now, it was a conscious effort to wait right until you guys were going out on this tour to release this album. Yeah, that was the idea, man. You know, uh, you know, we, we really only have one album out. We're still a new band, you know, and uh, and for us, you know, like momentum's huge and, and 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 touring is like, you know, live show. I mean, that's the way that's that's what we do. You know, live shows is where we where we thrive. So, yeah, we wanted to be able to tour and and, you know, play the new songs for people and and, and um, you know, really be there and, and be in touch with everybody. I mean, that's huge for us. So. We felt like waiting, you know, if we put it out in the middle of everything, we were, you know, just feeling like it, it just wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't have the same impact. So, right. Yeah. Well, speaking of the first album, like, what do you feel the biggest progression is from that album to this album? Um, <clears throat> in my opinion, it's, it's cool. It's, it's just a little more diverse. Um, you know, it's a different producer, so it sounds different as well. Um, I think it sounds a little more sonically, a little bit more, a little more fatter, a little more bigger. Um, maybe a bit more produced on this one. Um, the other one was a, a touch more raw, so I think it's cool to mix it up a little bit. And who knows what we'll do on the next one. We've been riding like crazy for the next one. So it won't be a four and a half year gap this time like it was <laughs> so fucking long for a new band you know again we're a new band so you can't wait that long you know it's it crazy um so yeah we've been writing a lot and um you know i think we let a lot a lot more influences in this time last time it was a bit more honed in on a sound and this time you know that sound exists that's the core of our band and that's always going to be dead and and all that kind of stuff but i think we broadened that uh horizon a bit um let a lot more uh, of our influences in because we listen to so many styles of music. So I think there was some cool kind of alternative vibes that got mixed in here, some industrial stuff, um, of course, heavy stuff, some, you know, that new metal vibe a little bit, of course, is always there. And then, you know, some punk and, you know, all that stuff, 
like we mix it all together and just mix, you know, I, I like to call it like, like cooking a meal. You just put in whatever ingredients taste good to you. And then, and if it, the song tastes good, then you, then you release it, you know? Personally, I noticed that from listening to it, that it sounded a lot broader and kind of like you just said, there's a lot more going on on this one than there was on the first album, I think. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's a good thing to some people. I'm sure that's not a good thing <laughs> but <laughs> right. to some people. It is, you know, and to me, it is. It's it's liberating uh, to be able to really do whatever feels good to me, you know, and I'm sure for the guys as well, you know, whatever makes us happy um whatever whatever resonates in us we feel like will resonate in other people because we're all kind of the same you know the same thing you know um we're all people we're all humans and we all experience and stuff so you know that that's that's all comes down to and you know we had to make an album that that we loved and we had a lot of a lot of um you know songs that didn't make the album i'm sure a lot of people may have liked I don't know if those will ever come out someday or not. You know, it um, might be cool to do some giant B-sides because we have a lot of B-sides. But, um, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. When it comes to that, like, how do you separate what you consider a B-side compared to what you guys are focusing on for the next album? Is there a separation there of like, this is sounding different, so we want this for the next album or? Right. You know, I don't know how I'm um, how to word that really, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> No, I got you. Yeah. Like, and, and it really comes down to just that moment in time. Like, what do you feel like right now when you're working on this album? You have two or three months that you're putting together an album. It really comes down to how you feel. And then, you know, maybe if you did it three months later, it could be a totally different album because you might have been feeling differently, you know. Um, but that's what's cool about it. It's a it's a snapshot of a moment in time. It's like a yearbook, you know, and yeah. Um, and it's just how we're feeling at that time. And I think that's such a cool thing. You know, It's like a photograph in a way. Yeah. We kind of answered this, you know, a little bit a minute ago with the sounds and the production and everything. But I was going to ask you about Kevin Turco because, you know, you guys got a great producer here. Like, what did he bring, you know, besides what you already talked about to this album to make it, you know, stand out a little different than the first one? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's just a different person than John. John Feldman's a different person. They're just different humans and they have different things and different experiences that make them who they are. Um and John did our first album. And so on this with, with Kevin, I mean, you know, we went to him because he makes enormous sounding albums and he, and he makes them sound huge and, and heavy, but clean and, and, and understandable. And, and just sonically, I just, he's just, I don't know. He's just amazing. And, and then as a person, he's a great guy, which is so important. He's just a great person. Like half the time we're just in there talking about stuff, you know, and, and just connecting his people. And I think that's half the, experience not even working on music is just being close with that person and and getting them as close to you as possible so they become a part of you and a part of the band and he really did that and um so you know and then and then he's a genius you know he knows music theory like crazy and he knows how notes work really well and he's worked with you know mutt lang and done you know def leppard and fucking you know uh ozzy osbourne and you know crazy stuff so um he 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 knows things and he and he had me try things vocally for sure that i'd never tried before and, and really pushed me to try some unique things which was killer because that's all i wanted to do was try different things um find different ways to use my voice find different ways to uh communicate my thoughts and my and my emotions through music you know so um it was just awesome it was just great i had no no complaints about anything it was just and it was almost surprisingly smooth um to where you're just like wow this is too easy you know so it was awesome so to probably be one of those things you'll continue to work with him on the next one or you make that decision when that time comes 
yeah, I, I, I mean, I plan on it. I talked to him the other day, <laughs> you know, so um, I think we will. Yeah. Talk about the decision to cover the cure. Was that you or was that, was that Kevin or was that someone else in the band or where'd that idea come from? Well, it was actually uh, Maria uh, from in this oh. moment. She's my, she's my, my woman, my lady, my love. And uh, <laughs> she was out there doing her album the same time as us um, in Vegas. We were out there together and we had a house and we we're just hanging out one night in the backyard and listening to music. And we put on, um, you know, we were talking about like, cause I had sang on her album. I did a song um, with, with them on in, in this moment's album called hunting ground. And we were like, Oh, it'd be cool if, if, if you sang on my album too, you know, and we were out there and just working on all kinds of music. So she uh, brought up, you know, we listen to the cure all the time. We're huge, huge fans of the cure. And um, she showed me a version of this, uh, this band called uh, snake river conspiracy that had covered it in the nineties. And then, you know, we, we were like, wow, it'd be really cool. Cause there was a female singer in that sound really cool. So we thought it'd be really cool to do it as a duet, but make it way heavy and like kind of industrial and real creepy and like, you know, stompy. And um, so that was kind of like, you know, her idea really. And then I, of course I was just like, yeah, I love the cure. And I, I would love to do a, a metal version of the cure. I, I don't, I haven't really heard many of those uh, if I've heard any, honestly. So, um, so that's how it came together. And then we just did it. <laughs> and, and, and it turned out like to be, I'm, I'm, I love it. So I'm so cool. So it was amazing to, to work on a song together. Yeah. I love the fact that when I first saw, you know, I saw the track listing and it said love song. I just assumed it was a song called that. And then even when it started, I didn't realize what it was until I heard the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is cool. Like we really tried to make it our own thing. And, and so it wasn't like banking on people like wanting to hear the cure song, you know, like, I don't, you know, there's been some great, like that 311 cover of it is so good. I, I wasn't even trying to do it, you know, the cure in 311 already did it so good. So I, I wasn't even trying to go in that route. We wanted to go a completely kind of unorthodox route. And we, we really did. We listened to that snake river conspiracy version was a pretty heavy influence on it. And, um, but then we, we did, you know, the, the dead version of it, I guess is what it would be. Well, speaking in this moment, you guys are currently on tour within this moment and Blackville brides and yeah, you know, all three bands are, are heavy, but they all three have, you know, decidedly different styles. And I always love whenever tour packages like that kind of talk about what you think about this tour package as a whole. Yeah, I mean, just like you said, it's cool. They're all, all the bands are heavy, right? They're all heavy rock metal bands or whatever, but we all have our different vibes. Yeah. We have, you know, our kind of groovy hip hoppy shit mixed with whatever we do. And then, um, you know, Blackfell's a bit more like, like a little more traditional, straightforward kind of like misfits, Avenge sevenfold kind of vibes um and then in this moment is their own thing you know um and so i think it's really cool man and everybody has you know uh it crosses in between too because there's a lot of melody and everybody's influenced by similar bands and so it, it goes really well and it seems like the fans all like it a lot too it, it seems like it's really cool and you know whether it's um you've never seen one of the bands before so you're getting opened up to somebody new because seeing someone live is such a huge thing and um and all the camps are getting along it's flowing so smoothly uh it's it's like it's like i was saying with with, with recording our album it's like it's almost too easy it just seems like it's just flowing seamlessly and everybody's cool and respectful and it's just like a big family out here so it's it's great man hopefully you're not on edge like waiting for the ball to drop or anything <laughs> for the what waiting for the ball to drop or anything like that <laughs> yeah right like you're waiting it's like too damn good like that nickelback yeah. song like things are too damn good or whatever so he's waiting for it to get yeah 
no, I don't think that way. But yeah, I mean, you know, now you're saying it's shit, you know, <laughs> who knows? But no, yeah, everything's no, we ran into COVID out here. Uh, two of the guys from this moment got COVID. And so we missed a couple shows, but then uh, two of my guys filled in for them so we could we could keep playing. And like I said, so it's just like it's just everybody's got each other's back and it's just flowing. So it's all good. Well, speaking on that, did you have any reservations like, you know, heading into the tour, like coming out of this pandemic or were you just kind of confident that you're ready to get back out there and get this thing going? There's a little bit of reservation, but I was pretty confident, man. I, 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 you know, we wanted to go back to work. We wanted to go back to living our purpose and playing music. And so um, I was pretty ready to go. It's been, it's been, it, you know, it was long enough for me and um, you know, we're being safe and we're, telling other people to be safe and that's the best you can do really you know we can't hold everybody's hand but um you know yeah it definitely i wanted to get back out i'm i'm, I'm here for it and you guys recently played aftershock like talk about what that was like getting back out there on a on a festival stage after all this time yeah that was amazing man the danny wimmer festivals are just always the best they take care of you so well and the, the, the lineup was our night was like the the uh, original Misfits with Danzig was the headliner, and then like uh, Mudvayne did a reunion on our stage that we were on, and fucking Gojira, and just like it was just such a sick day. Atreyu, friends, and um, so it was just such a sick day. Yeah, it was it was so good, and being back up on that stage out in Sacramento, you know, we've done Aftershock three times now, and uh, this was the third one, and it just felt amazing. And we love and we feel grateful to be a part of the uh, Danny Wimmer shows, man. They're they're really like not like nothing like them. Your Halloween show this year is coming up in Pittsburgh, and all three of these bands kind of you know are tailor made for a Halloween show. Is that something, yeah, you guys care about or think about, or are you into that kind of thing? Totally, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've we've gone through things, you know, we 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 definitely get the aesthetic going for ourselves and body paint and all that kind of shit and um you know we used to do like white contacts and we used to wear like black jumps you know uh, or, uh you know straight jacket suits and stuff so we always did that and you know blackville brides has done a few things and in this moment of course is very theatrical does a lot of fun stuff i think they're pushing on that show like a costume party style thing like where people dress up and you, you can win prizes don't quote me on that but i'm pretty sure so i think yeah it's very you know dark and creepy vibes from everybody you know um so I think it, it, yeah, it's a great, a great show and a great tour for that, without a doubt. Do you have any memorable, like dead Halloween gigs from the past? Oh, um, you know what? We did one in Flagstaff in Arizona. That was awesome. Um, and we all dressed up in, in costumes, or at least I did. I think the other guys may have too. But I remember that show just being awesome. That was kind of a little bit more early on for us and and it was a headliner and it went really well. And, um, I really look forward to, you know, to doing more shows. It's fun to dress up, you know, it really is. And I yeah. used to be so against it when I was younger. I was, you know, Mr. Mr. Punk rock and like, yo, it's, it's, you know, it's not cool to dress up, but it, it really is something cool when you find the right thing. It's very empowering, you know? Um, and as you know, just like an actor or whatever it is, you know, and I, I used to be in drama and I was in all that kind of stuff in high school. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't like a drama nerd or anything, just don't get twisted, but, um, <laughs> I was, I was, I did everything. I loved everything. You know, I love art, you know, um, I love sports too. But so anyway, like, yeah, it's when you get into a character, it, it, it breathes something new into the show and into your live performance. It really does. And so, yeah, I really enjoy it, man. It's really fun to, uh, to mix it up. You know, I've, I've gone through some different phases, um, and it's really fun to, to change that and, and, um, adapt into however I'm feeling you know, for that, that time period. Last time you were on the podcast about a year ago, you mentioned 
working on some acoustic stuff at home with Maria. Is that anything you yeah. guys did any more of or recorded anything or anything? We did a little bit. Um, we didn't record it like properly. I recorded some stuff myself. Um, and it was really fun. I have, you know, back out on tour now, I haven't touched a guitar. Um, but, uh, we had a lot of fun doing it at home. Gotcha. Well, as far as besides, you know, your new album and I'm sure some of your friends albums, like, is there any album that's come out in 2021 so far that you're like really digging new music style wise? Oh shit. You know, I started, um, I always do like a little end of the year type thing where I kind of write down my favorite albums that have come out. I started working on it the other day. So as far as friends, uh, wage wars album is incredible. Beartooth's album is incredible. I love the afterlife album. Um, and then some other bands that those just off the top of my head, but some other bands that I've been feeling the, the slaughter to prevail album was fucking awesome. Leon Bridges is probably one of my favorite releases. Uh, really cool, like soul rock stuff. Uh, Turnstiles album's incredible. Gate Creeper, the new Every Time I Die is fucking nuts. This yeah. band called Bummer, I'm loving. So anyway, that's a, that's a few ones that I've been I've been jamming on. Very cool. Yeah. Well, with this album coming out late in the year, um, I'm sure looking into 2022, you're still going to be you know riding the wave of this album. So like do you guys have plans to tour like as soon as spring hits or is that something that's still in the works? Yeah, no, we're doing the Virago's cruise, which is another Danny Wimmer thing um, with like, uh, I think Rob Zombie, Mastodon, Mudvayne or the headliners. And we're on it with, you know, like a Treyu and Afterlife and some other bands. And, um, and I think we're going to probably try to do a tour maybe around that. So maybe in February or March, I think is, is what we're talking about and, and hopefully like a headliner type thing where we can play a longer set or a co-headliner with, with someone. Um, and so, yeah, that's all getting put together. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of touring coming up, but that's the, the only thing that's like solid on the books is that, is that, that, uh, cruise. Gotcha. Well, yeah. as far as, you know, I mean, you already mentioned writing this next album. Do you foresee it with having more time to write, you know, in the downtime of the pandemic, like making this album kind of like you mentioned on, you know, school of thought, having more going on than the first album like do you think the third album is going to kind of be the same way another you know progression well i'd like to think that we're progressing you know i mean that's always to me a positive thing um but progressing doesn't necessarily mean like anything really it just means you know uh just writing good songs really ultimately to me so to me the demos and the, the newer stuff i have right now is pretty super heavy actually uh probably heavier than anything we've ever released so you know i don't know what we're gonna write in between now and and when we do a new album too so i mean and then you know you know that might be wrong actually too there's some really cool kind of spacey like trippy shit we've been writing and and you just don't know until it's until it's done and you kind of put it together so i mean it it just it really could be a, a, a bunch of different things you know so um but i yeah i hope that we push ourselves to a new place and that we um, you know, find new ground and, and make something interesting and thought provoking for people to listen to, you know, I and mean, that's, that's what I, that's what I like to listen to. And that's what I want to put out into the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, final question for you. You mentioned you like sports. Are you a football fan? Yeah. So your NFL team there in Arizona seems to be doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Although <laughs> I, you know, it's hard to keep track of everything. I know we were four and oh for, for a minute there. And I haven't kept track, honestly, in the last couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I know we're kicking ass. It's awesome. Yeah, they're six and zero oh now. <laughs> six and zero. Oh. Jeez. 
Yeah, no, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. I, heard, I think I may have heard that as well. Um, it's so hard to follow over on tour, man. We're so busy, but um, yeah. I know, I know the, the dudes are following all the time and stuff too. But yeah, dude, I'm killing it, man. Kyler Murray, and uh, I mean, I'm I'm stoked on it, man. I, I hope I hope we can uh, we can fuck some shit up. But uh, once we get off tour, I'll be able to watch more football, and I'll be I'll be amped on that. Absolutely. Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, I love the new album. Looking forward to seeing you guys live down the road. And thanks for joining me once again. Yeah, dude. Thank you for having me again. And uh, we'll have to do it again uh, you know, somewhere down the road. There you go. Joe Cotella of Dead. A huge thank you to Tim from Adam Splitter PR for his help with that one. And of course, a massive thank you to Joe for taking some time out there to call me while they're out there on tour to talk about everything Dead's got going on. So if you have not yet, Get a hold of their new album, School of Thought. I think you'll dig it. If you have not heard anything, you know, look them up. Pull them up online. Delve into these guys. Great younger band that's got a great future in front of them. Follow them on all the socials. That's D-E-D, Dead. I think they're smart there. Leaving that A out, because when you search D-E-D, they pop right up. So do that. Search them, let it pop right up, and then click follow, like, subscribe, whatever platform it is. Same with Thunder Underground. Wherever you're listening to this, hit subscribe or like. You can listen to our podcast most anywhere. Podcasts are heard. You can also listen directly from the website, thethunderunderground.com. All the socials are listed there too, so you can follow us. If you see a post on any platform, if you like it or share it or comment, that's an awesome way to help out the podcast. Helps it get spread around. All that great stuff. If this is your first time listening, I really appreciate it. As I mentioned earlier, Joe Cotella has been on here before, episode 289. I've also had on John Connolly of Seven Dust, Elias from Nonpoint, Johannes from Avatar, and had Chris Taylor Brown from Trapped on here. And if you're, you know, a fan of rock music and you follow up-to-date stuff, You'll kind of know the 2020 he had, maybe 2019 and 2020, on social media, and we had him on the podcast, and, you know, he came through at a couple points as well, and in grand fashion, so if if you like Trap, check that out. We also had on some Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, like Gene Simmons of Kiss, uh, Glenn Hughes of Deep Purple, and many other great acts, Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard and Dio. Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses. I've also had on guys from Killswitch Engage, Megadeth, Tesla, Great White, Warrant. Man, the list is super long. Sons of Texas, Battlecross, Paige Hamilton from Helmet, Tommy Victor from Prong, two of the guys from Corrosion and Conformity, three of the guys from Hatebreed, two of the guys from Down. The list is great and long, so check it out. TheThunderUnderground.com. And that's it. I think that covers most everything. So once again... A huge thank you to Tim from Adam Splitter PR, and of course Joe from Dead, Sunset Tattoo, Med Farm, DEB Concerts, and Hell Hot Hot Sauce. And until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.